guys let me restart this recording i was about seven minutes in got distracted by the mail so all right i could do better and be a little bit more focused on this um so the four agreements pages 43 to 46 46 is the end of the chapter so it's not a full page it's just a couple lines and then goes into page 47 that's going to be the second agreement that we'll talk about next time but we're wrapping up the first agreement today um so talking about the first agreement while i'm hydrating this morning um it talks about um you know gossip and point of views and only receiving uh negative you know negative words from others if the if the mind is fertile uh to basically attract black magic versus attracting what they call white magic which is love um so dive into those two concepts um that's kind of my interpretation of what the concepts were saying and then I'll talk about some specific examples of my own life so they mentioned something about gossip that you know I you know I'm I'm very curious about gossip because I'm like what is the you know purpose of it you know it's like I feel like I feel shitty when I'm gossiping and when I hear gossip I also don't feel like great like there is a little bit of like like a bit of a dopamine kind of like ooh, like new information like you know like some weird kind of like thing like there is some kind of like energy to it that's kind of like I kind of want to hear but I kind of feel bad too it's almost like this isn't the same thing but like almost like when I watch a podcast not podcast that's not what I meant to say almost when I watch like a horror movie because I'm very sensitive to like horror movies and stuff and so I tend to not really indulge myself but you know stuff with like alien abductions and all kinds of like ghosts and supernatural stuff and monsters and all those things I don't tend to really enjoy that content or like horrific historical content like about the holocaust or slavery or you know genocides and all kinds of different you know just dark things I tend to not really enjoy that but sometimes I might go down a rabbit hole with some of it too and it's like There's a part of me that's like, this is a terrible idea. It's going to affect my sleep. I'm going to be having these thoughts about it. Like, it's going to be something that's like in my memory. That's it it doesn't give me any value. It's like current entertainment that gives like a little bit of like a kind of a rush or an energy or like a, I don't know if it's a rush. It's more like, um, like a 
Um, I don't know. It's not a rush. I don't know what you would call it. What would you call it? Maybe a bit of a rush. Um, it's very mild. Um, but it's noticeable. It's kind of like something that I'm like, okay, like, I don't need this in my life, but I'm still like going to watch it. Um, and I kind of feel the same with gossip. It's like, I don't need this in my life, but I'm going to, you know, sit and watch, listen to somebody tell me this stuff that I don't really need to know. Um, it doesn't benefit me that I know is going to make me feel somewhat more negative later on, or at least when I think about it in the future, it's going to be like, like this is like kind of negative gross. Like I didn't need to know what Stalin was doing or what Hitler was doing or like, you know, like I, I think to some extent it's like, yes, be educated about history, but it's like, sometimes it's like, Oh, I'm not really doing it for the education. It's more so for the, I hate to say it maybe there there is like an entertainment value to it even though I find it disgusting it's like I'm still kind of like tuned into it and kind of want to know what's gonna happen and it kind of does something to my emotions and I feel like gossip only om- almost hits that same chord I don't know if it's the exact same thing but like that's the only thing that I can find that feels a little equivalent is like okay there's like this gross feeling thing that happens that I notice um that I don't completely avoid you know at all costs it's like and I know that there's a negative consequence to it more negative than positive right um like I don't think there's any real positives to gossip um it is very common though it's a very common thing in social interactions but I would not call it you know beneficial I don't think it's beneficial I don't know maybe it's supposed to kind of create some form of solidarity or um I don't know what it what you know what it's supposed to do like the book talks about point of view such as you know people can use gossip to kind of prove their own point of view on something and I started thinking about my recent days and I was like you know have I experienced any gossip and I think I identified some on Saturday um so today's Monday I've only really been talking to um, some friends online, um, kind of to my mom, not really, like, there's nothing deep, just kind of like I saw my mom in passing once the mail came, I gave her the mail, um, I took my mail out, gave her the mail, um, the rest of the mail, um, and then... Um, so yeah, that was one thing, uh, and yeah, today basically, yeah, today's Monday, I, I mostly talked to my friends online, uh, 
Uh, just caught up a little bit with some friends that used to live in San Diego. Caught up a little bit with uh, some other local friends. Uh, caught up with a crush. Caught up with a with a with a friend who you know from where I used to work. Those are the people I've caught up with. Um, none of it was gossiping. It was all just kind of like, what you've been up to? What are you doing? Kind of stuff. Um, like I talked a little bit about this crush situation to my work friend, but it wasn't, um, uh, I basically just mentioned kind of like the history that I have with the person but kind of vaguely like how I know them and stuff uh, and why it's kind of awkward and then the uh, so yeah I haven't really talked to people today past that level um I would say Mm. Uh, Sunday yeah I was talking to the work friend also uh, filled in some friends about the drag show uh, told some friends that I've got a couple friends getting married um, I don't think that would be considered as gossip I just kind of mentioned it like there was no real details attached to that um I would say Saturday there was some gossip um and so you know me and my friend were kind of catching up about a third party and I kind of explained you know how this person mentioned like that they don't really that they're aware but aren't really fully controlling um their actions um in certain friendships and stuff and with certain certain social interactions and people they're interacting with that they're kind of like noticing that they're losing friends and noticing that they're kind of like burning bridges in a lot of social ways but they also aren't controlling themselves from the behaviors that they're doing that are kind of making it so that people are kind of avoiding them more. Um, so I did kind of say that to somebody that knows this other person in common. Um, so that probably didn't really have to be said, but it was kind of like, um, it was, it's, I think that came from a place of worry and frustration on my end. Um, I don't know if it was so much to try to like spread my point of view, maybe so much, somewhat. I mean, if that's what you want to call it, spreading a point of view that, you know, I don't like what they're doing, um, that I'm kind of like annoyed. Like, I don't know. I, I can get pretty impatient with people who just um are kind of crossing boundaries socially and stuff like that and I've had experiences 
with somebody who's been kind of like crossing boundaries socially um in certain ways where you kind of tell them like hey you know this bothers me when you do this can you stop and then they don't stop you know what I mean and it's kind of like yeah it's also on my end to you know make those decisions about who I spend the who I who I uh spend time and energy with like I don't have to have a person in my life that's doing that um I don't have to keep inviting them back in or talking to them or engaging with them or making plans with them or texting them or anything um if they're not really at a place of their own personal development that is something that's going to kind of match what I'm trying to do I don't really have to get frustrated in dealing with that um so I do make the decision to engage with this person even though they kind of do certain things that I'm just like annoyed by and it's not all the time but it's also kind of like you know um it's a bad decision on my end kind of like it's not I don't know it's the thing is I have options so I'm never really stuck with this person when they're doing the stuff that they're doing I could always just independently do my own thing um I mean this isn't the exact example but say for example if when I visit them you know I get a hotel room and then they order a bunch of room service or something and I keep telling them not to do it and then they do it it's like I would have this that's not a real example at all but I would have the option to not visit this person I would have the option to not invite this person to my hotel I would have the option to meet them outside the hotel and not have them in a position where they could order the room service um you know there's options there right so it's like if I know that somebody's gonna do something that annoys me that's that specific situation I have the option to avoid inviting them into that situation so that they could do it in the first place and so it's kind of like yeah I mean I have to take ownership of myself being annoyed because of myself inviting this person to these spaces in that way like there there's avoidable it's avoidable is what I'm trying to say it's like I can avoid them frustrating me by not putting myself in situations where they can behave the way that they're behaving um but I make the choices not to do that because uh, there is a convenience to me you know it's like well for the example if there's a hotel or whatever which that's not true at all none of that has anything to do with anything I'm making this up um it's convenient for me to not have to leave the hotel so if we're gonna if I'm visiting them and we're hanging out in their city it's like well I already spent money to come here so it's less money for me to have them come over um than it is for me to like uber to them right um I wouldn't have to wait um because you know how it is when you uber somewhere versus you know if somebody picks you up or whatever like you you have to like you don't always arrive exactly at the right time um you know and you know I'm working on myself and on my own stuff and on my own energy. I really don't have the time and space and energy to be trying to deal with somebody who's not working on their own stuff. And so 
it's one thing for someone to be aware of their problems. It's another thing for them to actually want to try to fix it and do something to try to fix it. Um, but it's like, I feel like the problem that I have, you know, is like trying to keep things so convenient on my end that I'm willing to get in a position to let someone kind of push my boundaries a little bit. Um, and then I'll get annoyed with it. So it's kind of like, okay, if I'm, if I'm, you know, in that position, then I need to maybe inconvenience myself a little bit more. Like it is kind of like an inconveniencing thing. It's like, well, if I were willing to inconvenience myself by meeting this person at a bar or meeting this person at a club and I Uber myself there and Uber myself back to my hotel, there's no way this person would be ordering room service because, you know, um, or even if they were ordering room service, I could make them pay for it and be like, dude, you ordered this. You got to pay. Like, I don't want it. Like, you should pay for it because you ordered it, you know, and being more assertive and setting pretty firm boundaries before we even meet at the hotel if I know that they're going to go do that kind of thing. So, um, and say if they've lost friends over those situations before where they're always ordering stuff, um, inconveniencing other people, you know, because of their behavior and other people are just like, they'll write them off and just be like, I don't want to hang out with this person or talk to them anymore. Or they're maybe even getting fired over certain things. Um, and losing different friendships because of it. It's like, you know, that's not my responsibility to kind of like have that person manage their own selves and their own personal life. Right. Um, especially cause they're aware of it. I mean, that's going to be up to them to try to work on it and make, make the decisions that they need to make for their own social life. But if it is kind of pushing everybody away, then that's kind of their own fault in my opinion um but it seems like most people aren't giving it that many chances and I'm kind of willing to give it more chances so that's on me um but you know I'm not beating myself up over it but it's like when it came to like the gossiping and you know I wasn't like delving into like too much detail other than just that like other than what I said earlier about how I described like that person's awareness and you know I didn't even explain like oh I'm frustrated with this or whatever I was just kind of like that's kind of their choice that's up to them like if they want to not do anything about it that's their own business but you know it's because somebody else asked me how that person was doing and you know I didn't even think oh like this is gonna be gossiping if I say this uh I kind of knew like once I started talking I was like okay I'll keep it vague that that's kind of the last thing we were talking about but um I don't think I needed to say much more than that like that was already plenty um but yeah I would consider that gossip I mean you know, the third party person had no information about that person 
that that part of this person's life before I mentioned it um I could have just said like oh they're doing okay or oh they're um you know just you know working or whatever you know I could have just kept it vague and not really said anything of too much detail um I didn't have to talk about it at all um about what I was talking about with that person at all um but I was mentioning it because I was frustrated with the person um because it's kind of like I get inconvenienced by them because of what they do even though it's not recent like it was you know I've had or like in the past been inconvenienced by this person because of the way that they still continue to act and that now that I know that they're aware of how they're acting you know I kind of like left the conversation at that but you know I was kind of like well why the fuck are you going to keep doing it then like that's kind of your own decision to stop um but I do kind of realize my own role too where it's like I don't have to be you know inconvenienced by a person if I have options you know I have options I can take is basically what I'm trying to say that I'm choosing not to take because I'm inconvenienced by those options so instead I allow this person to inconvenience me with their behaviors um versus me inconveniencing myself it's kind of like either way I'm inconvenienced by this person either because they can't get it together so if if like in the scenario like that I made up like if I'm visiting this person I have to um like if if I'm visiting with this person I end up having to um deal with them in that way like I'm visiting them and you know um that's kind of something I have to deal with uh because I'm visiting them it's like I'm either going to be inconvenienced having to uh spend extra time and money and effort to kind of get to them to get to meet them or just I sh- I could just not visit them or if I do visit them just go and see them outside of the hotel versus allowing them to come inside the hotel and order room service you know like that's just an example I'm giving it's not has zero to do with what I'm actually what the actual situation is but it's something along those lines where it's like it's easily avoidable if I would just make a different decision on my end I could still hang out with this person because either way I'm getting inconvenienced when I hang out with them and that's what's frustrating it's like either I'm gonna have to inconvenience myself by keeping them away from the hotel room so that they can stop ordering room service or I'm going to have to inconvenience myself by allowing them to come in and expect that they're going to control themselves with, which they already know that they're not controlling themselves. And they've already mentioned that they're not controlling themselves and losing friendships and things, but they don't seem like they're ready to deal with that. Maybe my own opinion is that, you know, that it's like a self-sabotage with like intimacy and things like that it's like well if you have a behavior that you know is pushing people away if you keep doing it then people aren't going to get close to you so it's kind of like you can develop relation it will start relationships with people but then none of them will develop uh deeper because nobody's going to put up with this bs you know 
uh, most people won't. And so it's like, well, if you know that that's bothering people, then stop doing it. You know what I mean? But it's like, it seems like they're not ready to stop doing whatever they're doing. And so I don't think I really need to engage with somebody who isn't trying to, you know, do their best with their social life. Um, cause that's something I value. Um, cause I even worry that like this person, you know, when they're around other people that I know, I'm like, I don't want them affecting the relationships I have with other people because they have bad boundaries. And so I've kind of had to put a lot of stuff in place, um, because of their behavior. And it's kind of like, I can stop hanging out with them. That's an option too. Just ignore them and stop hanging out with them and stop making plans altogether. Um, and, you know, um, yeah, that's an option, you know, and, you know, I do find it kind of frustrating with people in general where it's like, where people have bad behavior that they know bothers people, but then they still just do it and they're aware that they're doing it, but they don't seem like they're trying to like change. Even if it might bother them, they just aren't ready. And it's kind of like, in my opinion, I don't think that that person's really ready to be fully having relationships socially and I value having deeper connections in my relationships. So it's like, if this person can't really have those, then maybe there's no reason for me to be trying to, you know, interact. Cause it's like, there's not really going to be depth because this person's going to keep finding different ways. Even if it's not the one way, the room service way or whatever, they're going to keep finding ways to push boundaries because they know that they're not ready you know, they might find a new method. Like if I start meeting them, Ubering to like meet them where they can't order room service. Now maybe they're going to try a different behavior that's going to push me away or push somebody away or whatever. Like they just keep on doing it. Um, and I don't know if they apologize. I don't think they apologize. I, I don't know why they're doing it. I have no clue why they're doing it. Well, I think I do. I think I know why. I think it is kind of like fear of intimacy kind of thing. It's like the push the pool, you know, like I want you to leave me alone. But that's kind of like their way of like, I want you. I'm nice to you. I draw you in. But then I'm going to get on your nerves till you don't want to you don't want to interact with me anymore because you're going to be literally telling me, hey, stop doing this. And I'm going to keep doing it because um, once it gets to that point where people are literally like, hey, stop. And then somebody's like no it's like that's not okay and I've seen them do it with other people in person too and it's kind of like that's not okay uh, more than once and they know that it's wrong um they've mentioned that it's wrong so I don't really know like what you can call that what it is you know like there's not really much I can do on my end other than make the decisions I need to make for myself but talking about the specific situation with this specific person to somebody else isn't going to change the situation. 
Like, maybe it'll help people empathize with me, but at the same time, it's like, I'm at fault too. Like, I'm not innocent in this. Um, I think sometimes, um, when it comes to gossiping, there can be times where there is, like, a completely innocent victim, like, somebody who, like, you know, if somebody walks up and smacks some person, if person A walks up and just smacks person B, unprovoked, there's nothing going on, and then they just smack them or whatever, and then person A goes and tells everybody, oh, this person was rude and they smacked me, you know, it's like, okay, that's different than, like, you know, situations where it's like somebody's continually doing something that's like toxic or annoying or frustrating that's different it's like you could have a good relationship with somebody who all of a sudden just smacks you for no reason you know understandably a person's gonna get upset about that understandably they might want to vent about it to somebody would it be gossip I mean yeah but it's kind of different when I I think it's kind of different when someone's been victimized by somebody and you know um you're kind of able to like when someone's been victimized by somebody um and nothing's their fault and you know they're just venting to others maybe warning others trying to get support from others to me that feels different than like a situation where it's like yeah maybe in my experience with this fictitious story I'm making up um this person uh has victimized me as in like crossing my boundaries but also I have options that I have not taken even though I know that I'm aware that I'm not taking those options because they're inconvenient to me um And so, I don't know. And I do think with gossip, to some extent, sometimes people feel like um, there is that kind of like, this person has crossed my boundaries or has made me a victim to their ways to some extent. Um, um, A lot of times gossip can be that. Um, But I don't know. There's not really a lot... um, Mm. there's not really a lot that's like super easy to explain um it is kind of um uh the situations do kind of uh vary I need to roll down the windows it's actually getting a little warm in here close the door sorry for all the noise guys but I'm in the car as usual but yeah that's kind of one way I've kind of looked at it it's like I mean there's definitely different angles to you know gossip but you know with my own specific recent experience that's kind of how I kind of boiled it down it's like I do have options to not let this person frustrate me. If I do want to keep them in my life, I'm going to have to be inconvenienced somewhat. 
um, by making the decisions I need to make so that they don't have the opportunity to cross boundaries um, of stuff that I've clearly told them in multiple different ways that I don't approve of or appreciate the way that they're behaving and they cannot seem to control themselves even though now they've even admitted that they know that what they're doing is bothering people and pushing people away and so it's like that to me is even more frustrating but I'm like that seems like an issue they're gonna need to deal with on their own um but everybody kind of has their own issues and you know that's not up to me to tell somebody what they have to do um it's gonna be up to them you know once they're ready they're gonna figure out that they shouldn't do it and if they want to burn every bridge along the way that's that's up to them but for myself lately you know I really don't have the energy to really be putting into other people's problems right now um you know like I know I've got like family that's got stuff going on and I'm kind of just like avoiding even like interacting with them on it I'm just kind of like you know what I'm over here doing my own thing living my own life trying to you know protect my own energy like I don't have time for other people's problems right now like um so I'm just not gonna engage with anything that has to do with anyone wanting or needing anything from me right now like I'm just not really into it like I'm going to be selfish and that's just how that's going to be. Um, I don't really want to um, yeah I don't think I should have to bend over backwards for anyone or lend a hand if I don't feel like it. Um, I wasn't raised like that you know I was definitely raised to be like overly giving of myself but I just don't think that this point in time in my life is the time to do it I might reevaluate later this month at the end of the month is pride month so you know I'm doing a lot of self-care this month I'm motivated towards my own health meaning my mental my mental health as well and if I don't want to do something I'm not going to do it so um I mean, there are some people who have, like, reached out for some help or support with certain certain things, and I've helped them because I wanted to, or said that I would help them. Maybe they didn't really need my help after they asked, but said I was going to help them, and then ended up not doing it because they didn't really need me to do it anymore, but, you know, I've, that's kind of where I'm at with things, like, um, I'm working on my own stuff. I don't really need to be putting my energy into other people right now. Um, if I don't feel like it, um, I've got a friend who's got a birthday coming up and it's down in San Diego and they were kind of like, oh, like it's going to be on this day. And I think I might be down in San Diego like two weekends in July and I'm like, I don't want to go a third weekend, you know, um, and have to, like, take a trip to Africa all in the same month, you know, it's like, 
I don't want that, you know, that's not really what I'm seeing for myself, so, because I don't want that, I'm not gonna do it, um, it's just too much for me, you know, and I'm trying to save money, I'm not trying to, like, you know, go all the way down there, like, it's not like it's free for me to go down there, um, but, yeah, there's all this stuff that I'm kind of working on, and, um, you know, a lot of things that are coming up where people are kind of needing me to do this or needing me to do that, and I'm just, like, saying no to everything, um, which is weird for me, like, there's another part of me that feels, like, guilty, that it's like, oh, well, I didn't bend over backwards for this person, you know, um, I didn't let this person overstep my boundaries, I didn't let this person take my energy uh, and leave me in a frustrated position or angry or irritable position, you know, I didn't let this person do that, um, and so I start to feel guilty about it, like, even with this person with the, um, that's the friend that's overstepping the boundaries, like, if they were like, yeah, let's meet at your hotel, and, you know, I would feel probably guilty if I said no um even though I know that I'm gonna be the one in the end who's stuck with a bill uh that I don't want to pay for you know or something like that you know it's kind of like I'm not and again that's not the actual example at all like I'm just I have to give something to to work with you know I have to have an example to work with to kind of try to talk through uh the topics but I mean that's I don't mind using personal examples but I'm also not trying to, like, throw people under the bus, um, or be, like, but, you know, I do think, I do, I'm, I'm kind of trying to determine if it's okay for people people who've had an experience of being a victim to someone else uh, who oversteps boundaries um, if the person who's a victim is responsible to not talking about that Um, and to what extent is it okay to share it with somebody like is it okay to I think most people would say if you have a therapist or a pastor or priest or something and you're like in a confession or a prayerful environment or a therapeutic environment you can talk about any of your grievances for the most part and that is an appropriate space to do that is it appropriate to talk to other people who know the person um to explain the situations that are going on and kind of like spread their business about what they're doing the behaviors and everything uh I would say it's probably not the best of ideas but I mean if you're fully a victim in a situation and there's nothing that's kind of like where you're at fault at all at the moment I'm kind of coming to the conclusion like if you were fully wronged by somebody without without being provoked and without any kind of options on your end where it's like 
do have options, even though it is the other person's fault to make you a victim, it's also our own fault for allowing people in our lives. And so, um, even if it is out of guilt or whatever, um, you know, is it okay, you know, to talk to anybody about it, to get support from other people who know this person? Um, I mean, I think maybe changing the story completely around like I just did and, you know, just not even talking about that situation um, too much and, you know, not like maybe if maybe just talking specifically about my own frustration, um, I don't think there would be any harm or wrong done in that just being like, yeah, I'm struggling with this situation with a person unspecified who is putting me in this conundrum where um, I'm frustrated because they're not, you know, upholding the boundaries and they are aware that they're not upholding these boundaries and I'm frustrated with that and um, they don't seem like they're willing to change but the options I have to take on my end are inconvenient for me if I want to keep interacting with this person, you know, and saying that to a friend who knows the person who can't identify the person I'm talking about or whatever, I mean, I feel like that is much more vulnerable than just being like, so-and-so is a jerk for doing this, and I'm so annoyed, and they did this, and then they did that, and oh my gosh, they did this and that, and to like tell all the details about it and everything versus saying from my own perspective this is what I'm experiencing and it's frustrating and I just want to be open with somebody else about it because it's something that I just am struggling with it's like you know that doesn't feel I think to the ego that doesn't feel very um, um, like to the ego that feels a little bit more, um, I don't know what you would call it. Yeah, vulnerable, a little bit more like, um, I don't know what else, what other word I could use, but it is a different step to be like opening up to somebody about your own frustrations and emotions about something versus just like blaming some other person, uh, even if the other person is clearly at fault. Um, so I don't really, I don't really know. Like, um, I think most of us would be way more likely to just you know talk crap about the person and the situation in all honesty um and to avoid doing that I think would you know like maybe there's some needs that might not get met you know like in a way it kind of does feel good to take a situation where somebody has frustrated you at least for me 
if I'm frustrated with somebody and just to like talk shit about them does kind of like in a way help in a way you know I'm not saying I feel good about it but it kind of helps like it helps to get that frustration out with that person because it's like well they wronged me so therefore I'm gonna wrong them indirectly like they're not they're probably very unlikely to find out what it is that was said about them um but I mean you never know because sometimes people will like I have had friends that um gossip and you know I've been I've been the butt of some gossip um I mean there was a time where I mean I've talked about it before but there was a time where I walked into a room it was like a church related social event like people I knew from like some church environment of course and um I don't think it was like a Bible study or anything like fully religious based I think it was just like we were playing games 20 questions or I remember that night I played 20 questions with somebody but I think we were mostly just there to like socialize I can't remember if we were like having a topic or playing a game or watching a video or what we were doing but there was some kind of socializing before that and the person whose place it is you know that we were that was hosting it came up to me and was like oh so you know I heard you're not working and I was like this was like a long time ago like after I graduated grad school and they were kind of like assuming that I'm lazy because I had a master's kind of newly and you know the economy had just crashed and so everything was kind of crappy and I was kind of like um I'm not not working actually had three jobs at that point but none of them were um too uh lucrative like I was doing like freelance like websites business cards um logos for this one very unorganized lady um who didn't know what she was doing and then there was another day uh, or there was another uh, job where I can't remember what I was doing exactly but I know that was something I did for pay there was something else I was doing there were like two other things I was doing but it wasn't like every day I can't remember if that's the time period where I was teaching this computer class and I think I made like 30 something per class and I was teaching maybe two classes or three classes per week so it wasn't really a lot of money it was like maybe around close to like a hundred dollars a week for that maybe like a hundred dollars every so often per project for this person but I think she only paid me once from what I remember and I feel like I might have had some other work I was doing that I don't I just don't remember what I was doing this is like so long ago guys um but yeah I remember a friend like when I was at that um gathering and you know the person who kind of owned the house kind of confronted me and we're all around the same age but like these people were really like judgmental and just really inappropriate about stuff like 
it's kind of weird because like a lot of them never really talked to me like firsthand they were just like another like I don't know I was like I was like an OG at this church where like I was like there when it was like at the root of things and then you know people move into town so this person was someone who basically the lady he was dating was from a different church that started interacting more with our church uh group same same denomination but different building different location in in the city but we all kind of like interacted through churches all the churches kind of interacted with one another and well somewhat and then um you know so I knew them from that the lady from school it was a straight couple I knew the lady from school she was from another church but I knew her through the religious school and then she started coming more to our church gatherings and functions and stuff and being more interactive with our local church group uh and then she somewhere along the line she started dating this dude and so they had uh, a place together pretty much and this guy was kind of newer um maybe he had been around for maybe one or two years by this point and so I didn't grow up with him I grew up with her but I didn't grow up with him and I probably knew her since I was in like third grade I probably knew him like a year or two before they moved in and we didn't even really hang out one-on-one me and him we never really interacted too much like other than like through church related functions and he wasn't like super involved in the church related functions either so I didn't really see him that much um so for him to have any information about my work status is weird because it's like I never talked to him or his girlfriend about you know my work and I had actually never talked to my friend about it about my work either um because clearly he didn't know what I was even doing and so he for some reason had been telling somebody about my work status talking to some other person about it talking to him that guy uh about you know that I hadn't been working um and it seemed like it was from a place of judgment because I don't know how that came up but they were kind of saying how I wasn't working and I don't know why that guy decided to come and confront me about it or what like it was none of his business but I felt uncomfortable because I was in their house but I kind of set him straight and I was like look I am working I don't know who told you I wasn't you know and then the other guy kind of came up um the one who had told him that and he was like oh I didn't know that I didn't know that and it's like yeah like well why if you don't know that then why are you telling people that I'm not working and why did this even come up like you know like why would you even tell somebody like if you think somebody's not working and your friends like wouldn't you try to get them a job or try to help them find work or ask them you know about anything like you know like that wasn't the case like this guy wasn't doing that he was telling other people um about you know that I wasn't working and so I'm in this whole group of people having to explain that yeah so then the guy who owns the the guy whose apartment it was 
was kind of like, oh, so you're underemployed, you're not unemployed, and I'm like, yeah, like, I'm trying, but I'm also, like, I think I was trying to also apply for, like, grad schools or something, too, so I was kind of like, you know, I'm kind of in a transitional period, you know, I was trying to get into a doctoral program, I wasn't really trying to focus on, like, having a job for, like, less than a year, like, I was just kind of like, this will do for now, because it pays for my gas and, like, whatever social interactions I'm trying to, like, do, and, like, it kind of paid for my stuff, but I wasn't really, um, uh, yeah, it kind of just paid for my stuff, that's all I really needed was something to pay for my stuff, uh, I didn't really have a lot of expenses back then, like, it was really nothing that major, so I don't really know, like, but it didn't feel good, it didn't feel good at all to come up as, you know, a topic, in a, in somebody's house where I don't even talk to really either of the people whose house it was um and for the person who told them this rumor for them to be standing there trying to like learn more information and it's kind of like you know I was around a lot of environments like that where it was just like it's not really a safe space you know and you're like you walk into a room and people are like confronting you about like weird shit that you don't even know people are telling other people and it's like you know me and that person you know we grew up together me and the guy who had spread the rumor we grew up together and I've even explained to him multiple times how I feel about gossip and um they still can't seem to control themselves on it so I've kind of just cut myself off from it um I don't need to talk to people that are like that. Um, like, I think when it comes to people who can't really control themselves on certain things or who aren't really ready to control themselves on certain things, even though they know they have the issue, like, I'm kind of like, I don't think I need to really be around that, you know? Um, but it is my own fault for putting myself in positions like where people can behave against what they know like I don't agree with and I'm not saying that I'm like asking them to be like perfect or do some other thing but I'm like this kind of behavior that these specific people do bothers me it gets in my way um it interferes with my mental health with my stress levels um I don't need it in my life um, and what benefit am I getting out of the friendship otherwise, you know, like, there's got to be something I'm getting out of it, because it's not always, there's not always the issues going on, it's just like, they do come up, but it's not like constant, to a point where it's like, every single thing they do or say is like overstepping a boundary, it's like, there's one thing, you know, so, and I don't expect people to be perfect, but also it's like, it is something that I'm trying to kind of tease out in my life and try to figure out like, okay, what, what's the best way to approach certain relationships? Um, and I'm trying to kind of figure out what's best for me. Um, cause I kind of know what's best for me, but I'm not like a hundred percent sure that I'm really going to follow through on all of it so 
yeah, like I that's kind of where I am uh with some stuff and yeah, I'm you know, I'm trying. Like I don't really know uh what else to really say, but um yeah, like I mean, I'm not going to be perfect on it. Nobody's perfect on things, but and I don't know if that's an okay thing to really even say, like, oh, I'm not perfect and like give myself permission to make mistakes but I think I think I have to give myself permission to make mistakes because I'm gonna make mistakes like everybody does um but I'm trying to learn I'm trying to learn and do what's best for myself um and not feel guilty about it um I think for myself that would help with any kind of gossiping because if I already know that I don't feel good about it um and I do have the power and control to can change to change my um situation then I could just do that um but yeah so um let me see yeah and then it talked about only receiving the negative if the mind is fertile like if the mind has like fertile ground to receive that and cultivate it then you know I don't know how to change the fertility level to kind of take out the fertility level for the negative and put in more fertility for the positive um I think the next topic is getting into um doing what uh not letting things get to you I don't remember exactly if that's how it's worded we'll see next time I don't have the book in front of me right now but um yeah not letting things get to you that's gonna be hard I think the first one's already hard as it is um being impeccable with the word but it is something that I've already gravitated towards before I even knew about this book I was like yeah that's something that I really you know need in my life is to be around people who have that mindset as well because I feel like I'm okay with it I'm I can be pretty good with it when I'm when I do go into social intentions when I do go into social situations intentionally um and um yeah like trying to talk through like a certain situation like I don't really know what um I don't really know what what else to say about it um but I don't know. Um, I do find it easy to get annoyed, though. To get annoyed, but to get annoyed with others. Um, But yeah, I don't really know too much about, you know, if, about how to um, avoid receiving negativity. Um... Because it says, like, you know, you'll only receive it if the mind is fertile. 
to grow it you know it's like otherwise it kind of bounces off of you right so like I don't know what it is that I'm doing for my mind to be fertile um I do think just offhand like thinking about like my past history being involved in like this religious environment where it was really socially unhealthy and unsafe for me on a lot of different levels like and I didn't gravitate towards it didn't feel like I could have like a really authentic uh connection with a lot of people like I did I do remember when I was growing up um I kind of was like I really want like deeper authentic connections with people and I kind of noticed like I had to keep things surface level because if I didn't then other people were gonna like you know it, it would kind of open me up to have other people taking advantage of how I was because there were a lot of people that just had just some wild ways of you know interacting with people just totally unhealthy and you know I was vulnerable to that and you know because I was social and talked to like all different types of people the popular ones the not popular ones the older ones the younger ones like everybody because I was an OG had been there from you know from the get-go and since my youth since I was like five years old or so I saw a lot of new people coming in and I'd been there a lot longer than most of the people. My family had been there a lot longer than most of the people. I grew up with the pastor, with the pastor's kids when we were in a really, really tiny church. And then that church had to close for whatever reason and then merged with another church in another area of LA. And, you know, there's always some kind of tensions, but, you know, it was just that was most of my social circle and I didn't like it and I remember when I went to a public school for two years and I remember how hard it was socially to kind of like like get my shit together because I was like okay like I'm in this new environment but I I came in with that same like religious ego mindset that I would always have when I was around my religious environment and so I did find it hard to like figure out how to connect with people because you know I went from being at a school where there were very small class sizes but again I was like an OG you know my dad was like besties with the principal like the principal was part of the church too um you know my parents were friends with the pastor like there was all kinds of stuff where it was like there were all these like OG kind of like connections and I remember being like um really like involved with a lot of different stuff and feeling like you know when I wasn't in the church environment I was not familiar of how to really interact in a non-church environment so when I was with when I was at the school you know I was able to be sarcastic and kind of a bit of a jerk you know a lot of profanity like none of this was like authentic to me it was like ego you know like put up a wall you know gossip about people use bad language you know talk about like different racial stuff you know debate argue about religion um 
try to prove your point of view about stuff and really like you know just driven towards you know trying to act a way that I really wasn't you know like I'm really you know a sensitive mild calmer person but I never felt like I could really be that way I always felt like I had to be more um, insensitive more like direct and rude and sarcastic and you know um, that was kind of how I felt like I needed to be because um, uh, like I just felt like I needed to act in those ways because that's kind of how it worked for me with the church environment social life like I was always acting like that with those people because everyone acted like that so it was like you couldn't be like the sensitive one like I did have a friend that I met that I often kind of talk about wondering like how of course they're going to clean the streets right now hold on a second um you know I had this Muslim friend that I made that I started kind of wondering you know how would it be like I started kind of wondering like you know how would it how would I have been if I hadn't met this guy you know because I saw not only a sensitive teen and person in their 20s early college age but someone who was very religious not the same religion I grew up in but was very religious someone who was male someone who was sensitive someone who just you know they didn't participate in gossip they weren't sarcastic with people they were able to have a sense of humor without being a jerk um you know they were trustworthy they were friendly they were generous uh you know, and I never really understood, you know, I, I always thought, oh, it's because of this person's religion that they're that way. And maybe that's what it was. But I think ultimately people have to make the decision to be like that, you know, like one of my friends told me that when they were, you know, when we were all in a class together, but I, I didn't witness this, but one of my friends who was also friends with him said how they were feeling bad that you know like that friend of mine and another friend in that class had been you know drawing all over this uh really nice guy's um notebook like they took one of his notebooks and they took like some art supplies or markers or colored pencils or whatever and just like you know back when people used to have trapper keepers but it was like one of those cloth type of trapper keepers so you couldn't even like easily clean it off and they took his trapper keeper thing and just drew and scribbled all over it um and that was basically it or I remember like but, but they said that he, I was like how did he react and they're like he just he was noticeably like upset and just kind of sat and stared and was quiet and didn't say anything um 
and my friend was saying how they felt bad about that and I was just like dang like that's kind of a jerk move like why would you do that but I kind of get it too it's kind of like you know when you're kids you kind of do stupid stuff like that and we're probably teenagers um probably like ninth grade at the oldest probably like seventh eighth grade likely um and then there was another situation where they uh like I I remember, you know, we would have we'd play basketball together sometimes have lunch together and stuff and I remember that person you know you know, on occasion we would like, I don't know, at this church environment, people didn't really talk much about crushes because it was kind of like a taboo thing but like, we would kind of talk about that kind of stuff a little bit, like, oh, do you have a crush on anybody? And I wasn't sure that he would have a crush on anybody but you know there were a couple ladies that he had a crush on of the other students I think two of them that I remember off the top of my head and you know his uh, the other two friends kind of I guess he had told them like I knew because I was there listening but he had told them and you know whenever they would see those girls kind of walking past they would be like "Ooh, like there she is and like you know try to like embarrass him a little bit like they didn't know I you know I don't think anybody like revealed that about him but like they didn't know and you know he didn't say anything they didn't he didn't really talk to them it was nothing like that but um he kind of thought they were attractive or had crushes on them or whatever and had told that to those friends who were not supposed to tell anybody um he never told me and they said it in front of me so I knew and so it's like it's not like they weren't telling anybody and you know they were kind of like making a little bit make they'd make fun of him like a little bit not all the time but I I would sit there and I'd be like dude that's messed up you know like in my head I was like that's that's not okay to treat this guy like that and I like people weren't really bullying him like that but there were a few moments that were like that would be the way that we would all kind of treat each other you know and to treat him like that was like like this is a nice tender-hearted guy who tries really hard socially and everyone else at that school is just running wild not trying hard socially too much like not everybody but the, the majority of people weren't very sensitive with one another people would tease each other about all kinds of stuff um, but that's kind of that age of how people are, but like, you know, looking back, I'm like that, it just really wasn't a healthy environment. Um, and I was always just like, man, I, I just hope that when I'm older and I can meet different people, you know, once I have a car and I have like a life and stuff, once I start meeting other people, I can just kind of, you know, um, uh, once I can start meeting other people, I can just meet people that are more my style of, uh, social style, because these people are not it, like, I'm still friends with a lot of them, they're friendly friends and stuff, but the way, if people would have stayed the way that they were back then, I was just like, dude, this is not it for me, like, it doesn't feel safe, it doesn't feel, you know, like something that I want to cultivate, like, I did not want to be in that environment, with those people but you know we grew up together we saw each other Monday through Friday a lot of them I also saw on the weekends and this is like almost every day from like third grade through like probably like 
dude, up until, let me see, if I graduated high school in 02, I spent three years in community college, so that's till like 06, and then I went to, I finished out two years at the local, not local, but at, you know, I commuted to college for two years once I transferred to a university so that's at least till 08 and then I was still I moved around 08 for like one year then came back in 09 and had two more years of school so till 2011 or so and around that time around 08 to 2011 when the economy was doing really bad um yeah, so till at least 2011, I was interacting with these people. So, uh, on a pretty regular basis, I was still pretty involved in church and stuff like that. So, um, if I have the timeline correct, but yeah, like that was not good. <laughs> I can just say it right now, that was not good. Um, but, you know, I didn't start meeting people that were kind of more, um, the vibe of what I was kind of looking for socially until well I met some in college actually because I realized in like 2003 when I started community college and then like those three years the friends I made then I kept most of them probably until around 2011 or so and so I was still interacting with a lot of them talking to a lot of them and had developed a lot of close friendships with people that I trusted around that time and then, you know, it was college, so I was kind of, like, in and out of friend groups and stuff, and, like, nothing major, like, nobody was, like, breaking hearts or, like, unfriending people and stuff, but, you know, I would talk, we would hang out, and then, like, that would develop into me meeting new people, and then the new people, I would develop friendships with them, and then maybe start hanging out with them more, and making a little less plans with other people till it got to a point where it's, like, these other people kind of, like, just naturally phased out we don't make plans anymore like I still probably have their numbers and stuff if I needed to contact them but I mean again a lot of these people were still connected with like the church and so it's like I still have people in my life like that where it's like you know our parents know each other from church like you know even if I don't really go to church I still know these people you know they're still on social media I still might see them on occasion we still live kind of locally now that I'm back in LA like I could technically see almost all of these people if I really wanted to which I don't want to at all but um I could you know and not all of them were like um unhealthy relationships especially after um probably from like 2003 on things started improving a little bit um but once I moved to San Diego that's when I started meeting a lot of people well no that before that probably around 2008 or so I started having better relationships with people um when I went to grad school I just feel like it's like a more mature group of people um I could be more authentically myself because there was no church people there I was still considering myself religious and trying to practice a religion and navigate kind of my early career with like 
these professional relationships um, through my school colleagues and grad school and some of them I'm still close friends with and I think the impressions were good like I you know we had a small cohort I got along good with a lot of the people um, I really liked a lot of them but then I did notice there were some of those toxic traits and some of the other people that were there um, that I kind of realized were just like unhealthy so I kind of stayed away from those people after a while um, and just didn't um, engage with them too much like I did but I didn't if that makes sense like I'd still go out and like have dinner or lunch whatever make plans together and stuff but there was definitely like a group that thought they were better than some of the others and then there were some other stragglers that like other people just didn't really invite out and stuff like that and I kind of learned who had problems with who and all that kind of stuff and one of my closest friends uh, that I ended up dating you know they weren't necessarily a popular person um, like they were really nice and sweet but every they kind of were I don't know like socially awkward maybe but not really like I didn't find it to be awkward I just thought they were kind of shy you know uh, but I do kind of notice you know my life is different than a lot of people's like when I when I look around I'm like you know I've got data you know as far as like social interactions I've got data like I have a lot of friends that didn't grow up hanging out with a lot of people and if they did it was like a small close group of friends and I feel like that's way 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 more common than how my life was in reality that I had access to like larger groups of people just mostly because of the like I explained with the churches is like the local churches would all kind of like socialize their kids together so there were local religious schools multiple schools multiple churches and then based on what age range you were you would usually have some other social gatherings like there would be like a church say in one part of the city that would be like we're having like a a volleyball night or something and would invite like multiple other churches and so we would come and play volleyball with them and like so there were people that you would see that maybe you went to school with or maybe you went to church with or maybe it was just like when there were social events you would see them so there were a lot there was a lot of overlap of different people different social groups and you know it was very easy to get in touch with these people and to make plans and because we all live locally like once we all got in our teens and 20s you know and I would just take the bus all over town and stuff some of us had cars so we started like interacting with all these different groups of people because we'd be like oh that was fun like let's make plans and meet up outside of like church events and like we'd start making plans together with other groups of people and like so I had my main crew of friends but then we would also mingle with other groups and like hang out with other people um and I started you know I the reason why I say I have a lot of data is because I've had experience meeting so many different types of people for so long in my life just because of the religion I grew up in and the city that it was in and how it was kind of arranged with their social environments and there was definitely stuff that I noticed that I didn't feel safe in certain social environments mostly because of the way people treated one another the gossip the backstabbing the um just kind of like loose lips kind of thing the you know insensitivity 
the sarcasm, you know, all these different things that I was just kind of like, this is just, it makes me feel a little ick. I didn't really like it, um, but it was just part of the culture, unfortunately, um, and nobody was calling it out, and I was kind of like, okay, like, I'm at church, and they talk a big talk, you know, I hear all these conversations about all these types of social situations that people are saying, like, oh, we need to have good communities, and, you know, do this and do that, and, like, we need to be together, and, you know, socialize with each other, and, you know, go and hang out, and, you know, feed the homeless, and do all this other stuff together, and, you know, invite people to church, but in my head, I'm like, you know, you know, why don't we clean house first, you know, like, why aren't we, you know, like, taking up some of these other bigger social issues that are, like, immediately affecting people, and deal with it, and talk about it, and not focus on, you know, so much, like, who's breaking the Sabbath, or who's gay, or who's, you know, eating chicken, or pork, or whatever, like, these things don't really matter, like, whose church decided to have drums, or, like, you know, these things that are just, like, superficial things that, like, it's really not a big deal, they would rather have multiple services talking about these types of topics versus, like, the actual stuff that's more intimately uh, involving people's actual social, you know, feeling of, like, safety uh, for their ego and feelings of, like, togetherness and, you know, a safe space, like, there was no real promotion of, like, safe space. It was more like, come to church because you don't want to go to hell, or, like, come to church because, you know, that's what the Bible says, or what they teach that the Bible says, or whatever, is part of your tradition, and all this kind of stuff. Like, it, you know, so, I mean, I don't mean to go on, like, church rants. I'm not saying people should or shouldn't go. I'm just saying, like, that's how I was raised, you know, and you know, it was a huge turnoff for me, um, it still is a huge turnoff for me, because whenever I do kind of interact with some of these types of people, I do kind of still notice that that still comes up, and I do think that a lot of times these church environments do kind of promote ego, you know, because there's so much, like, looking on the outside and seeing what are they doing, what's that person doing, you know, are they upholding the rules? Are they following the traditions? And there's a lot of, like, comparison and judgment and stuff like that. And people are trying to, like, make themselves look good and make everybody else look bad or hide stuff about themselves. So the best way to hide stuff is to spread gossip about other people because nobody's focusing on our own selves. Uh, they're focusing on everybody else. And so to grow up in a culture where there's so much judgment, it really just promotes you know it just breeds ground this it just makes this fertile ground for you know social problems that people don't really see as problems they don't really seem to kind of have want to have a lot of control over it they just seem to kind of do it even though nobody likes it everybody feels unsafe with it but you know they just like to spread rumors, and, um, it's still going on till today, and, you know, it's unfortunate, but, I mean, I know a lot of good, intelligent, smart, 
talented people and then it's like you know it's kind of hard to have to limit relationships with with those types of people where it's like you know we have such a long history some people I've even known since I was like five years old some people I've known since second grade third grade I'm almost 40 now and it's like to have people that have been in my life that long to have to make decisions to you know feel safe being away from them uh that that's a little bit of a challenge on my end in all honesty um but yeah to make the ground fertile for love instead of black magic and negativity to make the ground fertile for love um that's a whole different situation um you know I'm gonna have to figure out what the difference is for that but I do think I've noticed I guess the solution for me the easiest thing is when I go into a social environment just intentionally before I leave to make a point that you know I'm not gonna gossip I'm gonna pay attention to the stuff that comes out of my mouth and if I am mentioning anybody's name you know I'm gonna start watching what I say you know I've noticed when I take that approach I am actually able to um follow through with it um but when I don't take that approach it does get a little bit harder um but it's almost lunchtime I gotta have some lunch maybe get over to the gym um this is almost 90 minutes sorry that it's long but you know I kind of felt like I had a lot to say on this topic especially if we're gonna wrap up the topic of gossip that's probably one of my most um to me it's a topic that I value a lot you know trying to focus on not doing it because I know how damaging it can be first hand second hand I know how damaging it can be and it's still something that I'm not immune from and it's still something that I do struggle with on my own uh, I would say I'm not like a very gossipy person I don't like tend to just gossip all the time and stuff but I don't not gossip and so yeah but uh, some of the methods I just mentioned I think I'm gonna have to try to implement some of those even though it's gonna be difficult I know but I don't know what else to do like I feel like that's the only way to really you know try to fix something that I you know it's part of my values to have safe spaces and relationships and you know so I can't be promoting gossiping and stuff like that um it is against my values so yeah um but yeah so with that I'm gonna stop talking and close off this episode and thanks for listening hopefully you guys are enjoying these